freaking Monday, America. This is Danger Close USA Resistance Podcast Radio. This is your host, who's hung like a small pony. Not really. Hey, good morning. This is your host, Jeff Kaufman, and uh, this is that show that nobody wants to listen to. That's okay, because I really don't care. Do you? Ah! I mean, I... I was just reminiscing about that jacket the First Lady of the United States wore. I was also reminiscing looking at different things. Like uh, the picture of the White House all dressed in red. If that wasn't uh, some sort of Russia owns us, I don't know, sign. I mean, let me try to get that put out a little bit better. Decorating the White House all in red was a bit of a sign that uh, Russia owns us. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but red just happens to be the color of the old Russian. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, America? I mean, come on. We have a president who's married to a woman that's from that area who may or may not have been compromised by Russia. We th- I think he, I, I, I honestly think he's been, he was compromised well before he ran for president. I honestly believe that at some point or another he was in Moscow and uh, they got him on video doing something that uh, if was to reach the general public uh, would totally destroy him. The Trump name, the Trump family, the whole nine yards. I, I honestly believe that. Um, it's just, there's too much, I don't know. It's just too much coincidence. Um, if you could, if Russia really pushed for him to be elected, there's a reason. It wasn't because they like him. It's because they had something on him, and to make him present would make him one hell of an asset. And he's blackmailed. I mean, it's obvious. They have him by the great cojones. And I was just, like I said, I was looking back at some of the things that the First Lady did, and I'll just I'll just put that out there. I, The decorations of the White House all in red, That's that was a present. That was, uh, she might as well have had just gift-wrapped the whole entire White House and just mailed it to Putin. I mean, I'm just saying, it was just, that's what it looked like to me. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that probably got the same idea from it. Um, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just a theorist. It's just, it's too, too much. I mean, it's it's something that if you really pay attention to the history of Russia, and if the First Lady decorates the house in the colors of the old USSR's flag, um one could easily come to the same conclusion, really. Um, Why would the First Lady do that? I mean, red? Everything in red? Um, Like I said, that's just gift-wrapping the White House for Putin. At least in my opinion. I don't know. And then, you know, the whole thing with the the jacket. A fashion statement, she said. Um, Really? When you're going to visit children who have been pretty much orphaned, I mean, separated, whatever you want to call it, I say it orphaned because, I mean, how many of them actually made it back to their, their parents? I mean, I, it's just way too much. 
there to be uh, wearing a jacket that says, I really don't care, do you? I mean, I'm just saying, if you're... If you really don't care, that's the jacket you're going to wear. And you're going to make sure everybody sees it. And everybody knows that it was not a fashion statement. That was her, just her personal statement. I don't, I don't care. It, nobody with, with a conscious brain that functions is going to say, you know, I think I'm going to wear this jacket to go see these orphan kids. This is a good jacket to wear. I think I'm going to wear it. Um, no. That'd be like, um... That'd be like going to a cookout and saying, I hate barbecue. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, that'd be like going to your local mechanic and wearing a t-shirt that says mechanics are all homos. I mean, I'm just, you know what I'm trying to say? I mean, it's kind of, wow. And, and you know how hard the right media just totally blanketed that with a, you know, how dare anybody say anything horrible about the first lady wearing that jacket? It's a fashion statement, really. <laughs> So many people in the fashion community wear that jacket every day when they go to visit children that are being kept away from their parents, locked in freaking chain link fences, and is this really uh, appropriate? I mean, I, I would think that someone would, you know, when they're thinking about what they're going to wear to go do something like this, they're going to look at this stuff and go, you know, I, maybe I shouldn't wear this jacket. And it's just a bunch of stuff, man. I, I, I just get tired. It's so blatantly obvious the things that we see and hear and uh, watch on TV, and well, I don't watch t on TV, but I see and hear enough. It's it's amazing. And then you got these people that support it, and I don't understand why or how or what their reasoning is. It's so blatantly obvious there's something fucking wrong. But, you know, maybe unpatriotic to question the president, please. I think it's probably one of the most patriotic things you could do as an American is to... Uh, not like the president right now. Uh, it would be more smart. It'd be much more smarter. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I don't know. And then just everything that's happened with the investigations. Robert Mueller, I, like I said, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. He's not the type of guy that you can buy off. I, I really, honestly, just don't see him taking a pay, a, 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 an extra paycheck just to try to make Trump look bad. And plus, he's a registered Demo a Republican. And I've heard every argument in the world, and everybody's a conspiracy theorist. I mean, that's that's basically it. You can go on Twitter, and you can see 5,000 different conspiracies running all at the same time in 5,000 different, different directions. And I just, I'm like, wow. You know, there's, there's some common sense out there that would tell you that something's in disarray at the White House. And President Trump is at the heart of all of it. And there's obviously some criminality. There's obviously... I read a little bit of the Mueller report in excerpts. Also, I read a summary of it, which is supposed to be from someone unbiased, but I don't know because, you know, I'm just an average everyday guy, really. And I'm, I'm reading this stuff and I'm going, why would we have not indicted him? And why is he still president? I mean, Robert Mueller didn't exactly close the door on it. He just, you could tell, he's just, look, he's up against, he's up against propaganda, he's up against the media, he's up against the president, he's up against powers unbeknown to us, probably, that just strongly dictate that there's something wrong here. Robert Mueller, I think, did his job. I don't think he went out to purposely try to undermine the presidency. I think he went out and said, look, 
these are the things I've found. These are the things that I know. These are the things that I can and can't prove. And I've done my best to supply the American people with this information. And on both sides of the fence, it's ridiculous how everybody's treating this entire thing. Um, you know, the left is like, you know, this is the greatest, you know, oh, we got a, you know, oh, Mueller, Mueller, Mueller. And then you got the right going, oh, he's he's a communist and he's the worst human and human being in the world. And, and then you have the president of the United States basically coming out and saying, you know, Donald Trump's just a bad guy. I mean, sorry, Robert Mueller's just a bad guy. I mean, really. Everybody who ever speaks up against Donald Trump is immediately labeled and attacked and pretty much put into destitution. And then the left side upholds them by the right side is kicking them. That's what I see. And, you know, I always called myself a centrist. I mean, that's basically where I stand in this whole entire thing. And I was trying to be unbiased in the beginning, but things are just too obvious. There's too many questions, not enough answers, and there's too many answers that make sense, if that makes sense. There are too many things that tell even a guy like me, you know, with, a, with no education whatsoever. I mean, I, I graduated high school with a GED. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm, no, I'm nothing special. I'm just a guy. And I've absorbed a whole bunch of this information, everything that's out there. And I can't reach any other conclusion other than the president is definitely involved with Russia in some aspect or another. I would, I would say, like people say, he, collude, he colluded with Russia. I don't know if he was colluded. He colluded with Russia. I think he was compromised. I think he was, he was an asset and he didn't even know it. I think they had this video evidence of him in Moscow doing God knows what. And they're using that to their advantage. I mean, it's, it's blackmail on a scale of just way too big of a scale to measure. It's just, it's, uh, it's, it's scary because if you think about it, if what I'm saying is true, you know, he wasn't colluding with Russia. He was compromised. I think the meeting at the, at the Trump Towers wasn't, we're going to help you win. I think it was, this is what we have on your dad. This is what we're going to do if he doesn't win. And we're going to do everything we can to make him win. And if he fails, this is what's going to happen. And oh, if he wins, this is what's going to happen. And, I mean, let's just look at everything. He was compromised. You know, this is what I think. I don't think he much as... I think he had to collude with Russia because he had to want to save his own ass. I really think that this is what it's all about. I don't think Donald Trump purposefully collude with Russia. I think uh, he was neck deep into his campaign when they came out and said, look, we got some footage of you back in, you know, 208 or something, you know, 2008 or whenever he went to Moscow. And uh, we've got this footage of you engaged in God knows what, probably some sexual freaking escapade, I'm going to assume. And it's probably something really bad. Not just, you know, getting it on with a, a hooker again, you know, something worse. And, uh, I think that's what makes sense. I don't really think he colluded. I think he was compromised. Uh, that's my theory. Call me a conspiracy theorist. Put on your aluminum helmet. Whatever. Some, some tinfoil around your forehead. 
Um, that's the that's the conclusion I've come to. I don't know what you think or anybody else thinks, but it's what makes sense to me. Um, and I'm learning. You know, I'm learning a lot more about Robert Mueller here lately. That it's just you know it just tells me I don't think Robert Mueller uh, was playing dirty. I don't I don't think he had. Uh, Contemption for the president. I don't think he was out to do anything but his job. I mean, I really, that's really what I think Robert Mueller was all about. He had a job to do, and I think he's the kind of guy that wants to get it done. And I think once he really got deep into it, and you have all this going on in the media, all this tossing back and forth and trying to discredit him and discredit his job, and I'd hate to be in his shoes. Um, I would hate to be in his shoes and have to live with what's going on because you know it's uh, it's got to be dangerous times for Robert Mueller. It's got to be. Um, I think it was dangerous times for anybody that's been up against the president. Um, I think it goes without saying. You're, you're dealing with uh, what one could consider a mob boss, really. I mean, I'm just saying, it's just the way he acts. He's the Don. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not just Donald for short. Uh, he seems to me more like he's a criminal more than anything else. I, I, I know. He's a businessman. Well, you know, some of the uh, some of the biggest businessmen in this world are criminals. Um, it just goes without saying. Wow, look at a giant turkey on the side of the road. There's always a bunch of turkeys where I live. Not just people, but turkeys, actual wild turkeys. And they come out to this one spot on the highway and I swear they're 10 feet off the road and if if you were hungry you could just run one over there's so many of them anyways um, this is Danger Close USA Resistance Podcast Radio you can find me on Twitter just uh, look up Danger Close underscore USA all one word Danger Close underscore USA um, I'm on Twitter um, you're welcome to uh, follow me I uh I'm a, I'm a much more articulate in type than I am in trying to do my show. I have a speech impediment, I think, uh, and a very small vocabulary compared to some some people. Um, but you can call me the anti-Hannity, the anti-Rush Limbaugh, the anti-Mark Levin, the anti-propaganda propagandist. I don't know if I'm a propaganda. I don't want to be a propagandist. I don't want that title. But I think you're trying to. I, I think if you try really hard, you, you'll figure out what I'm trying to say. I'm against what's going on, uh, and I need to get some gas. Oh, by the way, if you're just you know starting to watch my show or listen to my show, sorry. If you're just starting to listen to my show, um, try to understand that um, I do all my recording out of my uh, vehicle, and. Um, Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it rocks, sometimes it sucks. I'll be right back. I'm going to pump some gas. Do 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 do
press record. It's okay. Anyways, heading to work. After almost a month and a half, after quitting my job, well, a month and a week, or month, yeah, it's been a month and a half, a month and two weeks. Now I've been working, just doing side stuff. I'm finally going to the job that I've been wanting for the last month and a half. And I'm excited. This is a big step for my family. Um, a clinical dietitian. Um, I'm starting today. I've been in the process and the onboarding onboarding process and the and recruitment for like the last month and a half. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited. It's going to be great. It's uh, a huge step up for my family. It's uh, it's going to pay the bills. Had to take out a loan though. Just to get by, I wasn't quite making enough. We had rent coming up, electricity, all these other bills. And um, we had to do what we had to do, but everything got done. And uh, that was what, that's what was important. And um, the loan was for $800 at uh, 362% interest. Yeah, one of those loans. So uh, I'm going to be working my ass off to pay off uh, a loan I really can't afford. But uh, it had to be done. It was the worst thing I could do. But um, it's uh, it's what it, it had to be done. It just it was one of those things. Three hundred sixty-two percent interest. That's uh, that's. I might as well have just went to the mob. I might as well have went to Donald Trump and asked for a loan. I might as well have cut off one of my you know what's and uh, tried to sell it on eBay. Uh. So. If you would like to donate to my show, now would be a good time to start. Now accepting donations in the sum of uh, $3,628. Um, if you can donate that to me, that'd be great. It's for an $800 loan. I mean, that makes sense, right? You borrow $800 and you're going to pay back $3,000 something. $362. Yeah. That's, uh, that's quite a profit. I'm not happy about it, but uh, I'm not going to renege on it because I knew what I was getting into and I couldn't get a loan anywhere else because I have very bad credit and, well, it is what it is, folks. I have to do what I have to do and the kid's going to eat, the lights have to stay on, That's funny how that works. My wife expects, you know, when she flips a light switch for lights to turn on and uh, she likes having a roof over her head and uh, gas in the car and uh, an occasional uh, glass of wine, well, not that we were concerned about that at the time, but I think you get under, you understand what I'm trying to say, right? You're, you're with me, aren't you? Um, you got to do what you got to do, and I had to do what I had to do, and I did it. And now I'm going to be paying for it for the next eight months. So, uh, if you want to donate to my show, um, you can follow the Anchor link wherever you are, and uh, go to my, uh, my Anchor page, and uh, there's a little button there. You can donate. Or, if you're feeling really adventurous... Uh, you can always send some money to my PayPal. I accept PayPal. It's at RustyIronJohnson at gmail.com if you want to PayPal me. Um, you know, 
I'm accepting uh, endorsements of uh, three, four thousand, five. It'd be great. Uh, you could always uh, pretend you're uh, paying a politician. And if you're interested in advertising on my show, there's always that option too. Um, I'm a little more expensive than advertising through Anchor, but I would be happy to do a promo for you. Um, and uh, I have a wonderful voice, as you can tell, and I have a few listeners. I think I'm up to six. No, actually, I've I've had over a thousand listens a day um, on a few of my podcasts. So um, there's that. Um, actually, in one day, I had uh, 1,800 or 1,200 listeners in one day. And then uh, I get a bunch, you know, off and on. It, it fluctuates. Granted, I don't have the platform like a lot of people do. I don't have the listeners like a lot of people do. People do find me interesting, though. I've had comments and, and some nice things said and uh, some feedback. And that's always good. Donate now! pretty good drive ahead of me, and I'm going to try to continue to do this show. I really don't know what to talk about at this point. I've gone almost 30 minutes uh, just talking incessantly about nothing. If you're listening and you're actually paying attention, that's, that's awesome. So, um, hopefully I, I work all this week. Um, hopefully they put me on a pretty good schedule where I'm, you know, I'm getting a, a lot of hours in, and then hopefully uh, from there um, I'm going to get a day off and I'm going to go kayaking and I'll do my show from my kayak. Uh, granted, hopefully I don't drop my phone in the water. Um, I'm not one of those whitewater kayakers. Uh, no, that's uh, that's not me. Although I would love to do it, I don't have one of those kayaks. I have a, a, a mid-level. Uh, you could probably go on class. 1.5 white water. It's not made for that. Although I've 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 attempted some stuff in it when it was a bad rain one day, and I got up my kayak and uh, just you know moving along, and I'm hitting all these you know really bad white water spots, and I'm, hmm, this wasn't like this last time I came out. And uh, come to find out, it was uh, you know one thing because of all the rain, but also this river is fed by a, a dam, so uh, they had to open up the dam a little bit, and what was normally a nice, pleasant cruise turned into a, uh, a mile and a half of treacherous water, and I did well. I never flipped or anything. I actually had to go over a waterfall with a three-foot drop um, and did it with ease. I was surprised. All my fishing gear and everything, and nothing fell out, and I'm sitting there going, wow, this is cool, and I had a, a, a six-pack of Zima. Yeah, don't laugh. Glass bottles. I saved him since 1993. No, I, I found him at Walmart. And I was like, Zima? They still sell Zima? Where the hell does Zima go? I haven't seen Zima in freaking 40 years. I had a six-pack of Zima. And uh, I got to one stopping point, and I pulled over, and I had two Zimas. I, I sat there for a good, uh, I don't know, an hour maybe, hour and 20 minutes, something like that. Just, uh, you know, taking in the scenery, relaxing, fishing a little bit. And I got back in my kayak and realized uh, I had a little buzz. And I looked ahead and I'm like, there's a lot of white water coming up. Well, I'll tell you, it was probably one of the most funnest times of my life. I had a, I had a blast. Um, don't mind me. I'm sorry I'm talking about alcohol, but it, it, it was great. I had, a, I had a good time. 
Um, it was challenging to say the least, and I'm not someone who drinks. So the two Zimas I had out of my six pack, I was freaking buzzed, boy. And here I am, I'm hitting these water, these white water rapids, and I'm going, oh God, I'm gonna die. I'm in the middle of this river, nobody's around, I, I fall out, I'm dead. I mean, that's the way I thought about it, not really. I'm not that much of a pussy, but I said, fuck, what did I get into? And I was laughing, and I had a good old time. And uh, back then, I used to smoke the left-hand cigarettes. I don't really, I don't anymore. I haven't in a very long time, and I'm, I'm proud of that. But back, uh, going back about a year and a half, I, uh, you know, I had a couple Zimas in a left-handed cigarette, and uh, that doesn't mean I actually, it was, you know what I mean. I hope you, you're up to par with uh, slang terms for marijuana. But I smoked a big fatty, and uh, had two Zimas and got in my kayak, and, uh, went whitewater rafting in a class 2 kayak that's made mostly for fishing, not for whitewater rafting, uh, or whitewater kayaking, and, um, I had a blast, I mean, it was great, and I got to the end, and I, I had a, I had a destination in mind, and I ended up, uh, stopping about three quarters of the way, because, uh, it was raining, and I really didn't feel like going the distance, so I sat down and had one more Zima waiting for my wife to come get me in the in the family vehicle, and um, that was a blast. That was fun. Uh, I love whitewater rafting or kayaking. Oh, wait a minute, whitewater. Hmm, that's a political term. I like whitewater. Um, if you think about that a little bit, that's kind of where we are today. Except this particular Nixon doesn't have a conscience. He has a lot to lose. I, I've, I really honestly believe that's one of the reasons why uh, Trump boy hasn't really done anything um, as far as stepping down or admitting anything. I, he has so much to lose, folks. And um, with every challenges, all the challenges that he's been facing, all the things that are coming out and everything else, you would think that a man with a conscience would say, you know, maybe it might be a good time for me to step out and um, resign. But he's not going to. And it's not because... He's battling deep state. He's draining the swamp, folks. That's why Donald Trump doesn't want to stop. He's he's battling the, the extreme left and, and corrupt media. He's battling the fake news. That's why Donald Trump won't step down. No, he won't step down because Russia has him by the cojones. And if he steps down, they're going to release that tape. That's my firm belief. He's just going to release. They're going to release the tape. So he's not going to step down. And think about all he has to lose. The Trump name, the Trump empire, everything that's Trump will be freaking, you know, gone, taken away, I'm sure, unless he, you know, I'm just saying, there's nothing left um, in him but to fight for himself right now. This isn't about fighting for America, that's what he wants you to believe, that's what he tells his listeners and his viewers and his fans and his, his, uh, his base that, you know, he's fighting for them, but he's not, he's fighting for himself, he's fighting for everything that's Trump that's at stake. You know, I liked Red Bull. When Red Bull first came out, I loved the flavor of Red Bull. But the new flavors they have, I'm digging them. I have two favorites in Red Bull. I drink the orange edition and the coconut edition. And I'll tell you why. The Coconut Edition is really good. I really like the Coconut Edition Red Bull. That's probably my favorite of all time. Coconut rocks. 
Orange. I really like the orange. I like the cranberry. I like all things Red Bull. I really can't afford much. But today I decided to have one because I was up to 1 o'clock in the morning tossing and turning because I just could not go to sleep. I, I could not get any rest. I was so nervous about today. It's my first day at a really big opportunity for me and my family. Of course, I have to work for it, but uh, that's, that's a whole other argument there. But I, you know, I'm the only breadwinner in the family, and uh, it's just the way things are right now because we have a two-year-old at home. A gorgeous little two-year-old. And, um, well, it is what it is. And I have to work, and my wife stays home. And, uh... I really wish she'd get a job! Just kidding. Um, but, you know, things are tight. So, when I stop to get a Red Bull, it's it's a it's a reward. It's a treat. I know people who have, like, a file cabinet full of them. I mean, seriously. Not even kidding. Um, anyways, I'm excited about today. I'm about to turn into my my uh, destination here in about 10 more minutes. And I just wanted to uh, finish this on a good note. I, uh, I hope my viewers, listeners, viewers, I keep saying that. Because I used to do a, uh, I used to do a YouTube uh, cast, video cast, whatever you want to call it. And I've quit doing it because I look like such a moron. And back then I was doing blue-collar work with some blue-collar folk from around here in a local area where I live. You know, some good old boys. And um, it rubbed off on me too much. And I lost, well, besides my self-esteem, I lost my ability to talk like I normally would. And I had this stupid redneck accent. Redneck. Redneck accent. And so I quit doing the, the videos because I, look, I looked apart. I had a beard. I looked disheveled. I look like the guy you probably wouldn't let in your house to work on your refrigerator. You know, like, hi, I'm here to work on your refrigerator. Yeah! You got any meth? No, I'm just kidding. I've never tried meth. I've never been around meth. You know what I mean? I don't have nothing to do with meth. Um, and here's the reason. I like to sleep. Sleep is like one of my favorite freaking hobbies. And I just can't imagine anybody taking a drug that would keep them up for four or five days straight. That would really piss me off. Uh, you know, amphetamines are not good. They're not good for you. They're uh, they're horrible. Just I don't. We can thank Nazis for that, though. If I remember correctly, it was invented in Germany, uh, so Hitler's little Nazis could march for days. Uh, made him feel euphoric. Euphor, you know what I mean. Made him feel really good, and um, it kept them up. And so they were able to march for hours on end. And well, you know, the worst thing about that is when you crash. Yeah, I can imagine, you know, walking up on a bunch of Nazis just passed out somewhere. We've been up for four days. Uh, no, but really, um, I don't understand meth. I, I've never understood that stuff ever. I'm trying to trying to be a little more PC, politically correct. I cuss a lot. Um, sometimes I say things that... Uh, might upset people, so um, I'm, I'm trying to tone it down a little bit, trying to keep it a little, uh, a little more kinder and nicer, and uh, that's my approach right now. I'm gonna do a quick little turnaround here, and then I'm gonna have to end the show because I'm, I'm, well, I'm about a half hour early, and I'm a stickler. I when I was young, I, I didn't care what time I showed up. When I was young, I just you know I showed up willy nilly, and um. 
well, I never was late, late, but I was like one of those guys, like, you know, I'm five minutes late, oh well, uh, now when I'm in my 40s, I'm like, I'm a little different. I've taken the approach of, it's better to be extremely early than to be five minutes early or ten minutes late. <coughs> so I'm supposed to be there at nine o'clock this morning, and it is, <laughs> right now it's 8.24. I think that might be just a little too, amb- too ambitious. A little too uh, early, so I'm just going to do a quick little drive down the road here, uh, and turn around, and, and then pull in and sit there for about five minutes and say, okay, I think now's a good time to go in. I mean, I wanted to be early, but I didn't realize, I don't know why, the last time I the last time I came out here, it took me a good 45 minutes to get here, and today, for some reason, it's only taken me a half an hour. I, I, was, I, I was pretty sure I was driving a lot faster then than I am now. So I'm confused because I, I left my house at just the right time, judging by the amount of time it took me to get there last time. And this time it's taking me 15 minutes less and I'm kind of going, how is that possible? And plus I wanted to see if this road that goes back through here comes out um, a little closer to where the highway is. And I want to see if there's a second way into my job. Oh, look at trout farm. No, it's not a trout farm. I don't know what that is. Are they growing rice? I think you can grow rice in North Carolina. Some kind of farm. Um, so I'm just going to take this road for a minute and see where it ends up. And then I'm going to turn around and go back and then uh, go into my first day as an MIT manager in training as a clinical dietitian with a company that I've heard nothing but excellent stuff about. And I'm super excited to be working for them. And uh, I'm hoping that everything works out really well, and I do really, I know I'm going to do really well, I've got a really good culinary background, it's, that's not what's important, I don't know much about clinical dietitian work, I've never been a a clinical dietitian, I've never been um, a a clinical technician, as far as uh, diets go, and uh, I'm learning. And that's what I think uh, makes me a little nervous. Wow, a Ku Klux Klan thing on a farm, on a barn. That's, wow, that's where I live. Interesting. I just drove by a barn with a, I'm pretty sure it's a Klan insignia. Though I might be wrong, I'm pretty sure that's what that was. I've seen it before. Well, that's interesting. Good to know. I uh, actually, I can tell you a story. It's kind of funny. I was working at a place. Uh, I would call it a safe haven for uh, good old boys. But um, this guy came up to me and uh, tried to recruit me. And uh, he's like, uh, you know, can you, if you're interested, you know, the, there's a, there, I'm part of a, a group. And I said, I was thinking, oh, yours? Yeah. He said, I'm with the KKK. And I said, oh. And he's like, yeah. Uh, he said, I was, I was curious, you're a good, hard-working white boy, and I figured you might be interested in, in uh, being inducted, or at least meeting us. And he said, we have a good cookout, you know, a bonfire, and we'll drink some suds, and uh, it's kind of an indoctrination for new people. We want to, you know, introduce you to some people, and I'm sitting there, and I listened to him. I let him finish, you know. He went on his little spew, and we're going to have some barbecue and some burgers, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds pretty good, you know, yeah. And he goes, so you interested? And I said, well, here's, I said, here's the thing. I said, I, I don't know. I said, do people accept Jewish people? Because I have a Jewish last name. 
I don't practice Judaism. I just happen to have a Jewish last name. And you can think whatever you want. But um, I, I asked him that question. I said, well, I said, I, you know, that sounds like fun. I said, but here's my thing. I said, do you have a problem with Jewish people? Because I have a Jewish last name. And, I, and he just kind of rolled his eyes like, oh, shit. And he said, oh, I didn't know that. And I said, yeah. He, said, I, he goes, yeah, we, oh, no. He said, I don't think that would go over very well. He said, you sure you're Jewish? I said, no, I don't think I'm Jewish. I don't know if I'm Jewish, really. I just know I have a Jewish last name. Um, my dad thinks that we're German, but, I, you know, I've done some research, and it's, uh, it's a Jewish last name. But I don't practice Judaism. I and he said, well, I, I think that probably wouldn't be beneficial for either one of us if you showed up. I said, that'd be good. Right, yeah. Hmm. Uh, but I said, how about that free barbecue, though? I wouldn't mind some of that shit. Yeah! No, um, seriously, that's what happened to me one time. I was working at a place called John Campbell's Folk School. Um, not saying that the school's affiliated in any way, shape, or form, because this guy wasn't uh, affiliated with anything. Um, but, at the school, but he, uh, <laughs> he tried to recruit me. And I was, you know, I played along at first. I thought it was kind of funny. I'm like, oh, this guy's really seriously trying to recruit me. Well, I knew how to handle it, so I just, you know, went, well, I said, I wouldn't mind doing that. I said, but you guys have a problem with Jewish people? Because uh, I happen to have a Jewish last name. It burned his goat, because he just spent, you know, a good five minutes talking about how good the Klan is. and It's very beneficial for people, and all this hoopla, and, uh, you know, we he said, you look like a really good, hard-working white, white guy. And I said, you got the hard-working part right. I'll just go around and dig. I'm doing a U-turn here. But, um, no, he was serious. And I was like, gosh, how do I break to this guy? And don't get me wrong, I don't have a problem. Well, I do have a problem with racism. But I, I don't have a problem with their people having their own beliefs, as long as it doesn't hurt others. And I don't want to take part in anything that's going to cause pain to somebody. And to be quite honest, uh, I'm not someone that would bode well as a Klansman. I don't think they make a sheet in my, in my size. And I, I don't know what I'm saying, but you know what I mean. No, it, it's honest to God truth. I just, I was just let the guy finish his thing. Oh, yeah, really? Oh, that's cool. Barbecue. Oh, you can have chicken. Oh, yeah, we're going to have some barbecue chicken. Some burgers. You can bring your kids or family. And I was like, really? And I was thinking to myself, gee, I wonder if my, you know, my stepson would enjoy that because he's part, he's part of West Indian. I don't think that'd go over too well. Uh, but you know, to each their own. Just don't bring it in my yard. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of well. I mean, that's not really how I handle that. But uh, my whole theory about that is it's a dying breed, and uh, yeah, it exists in small pockets, but it's not in, it's not in their favor to really come out. I mean, I think about what happened in Boston when they tried to have a little rally. I think, what, 12 people showed up. Um, every time they have a rally, there's, what, a dozen, two dozen versus 20, 30, 40,000 people. I mean, it uh, it's not beneficial for them to, to come out anymore. I mean, this is America. We're not, we're not the country that we used to be where that was acceptable. Thank God. Well, I'm going to be probably a half hour early, folks.
wish me good luck. Not that I need it, but, you know, a little encouragement is good for the soul. I definitely would appreciate it. Um, and like I said, if you're interested in donating to my show, I'm not panhandling here. I'm just, I'm just saying it like it is. If you're interested, donate to my show. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, if you're interested, just go ahead and do that. If you would like to advertise on my show, I would be happy to work with you. Um, I take payments. It's, uh, it's negotiable. We can talk. Um, I promise to uh, speak much more clearly when I do your commercials. Um, I'll try not to uh, stutter, which I do a lot, but I used to also bounce uh, for a living when I was young, and I got my head knocked around quite a bit. Um, not that I'm like uh, Muhammad Ali or someone who, you know, boxed for a living, but uh, I definitely have some brain damage. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Uh, definitely have a little brain damage going on there. Yeah, that's definitely a Ku Klux Klan symbol. It's, here, it's not Purina. <laughs> Pretty sure it's not Purina. Um, it, yeah, I just drove by it again on the way back and uh, just had to look at it one more time. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much what that is. So, uh, yeah, congratulations. And there look, a police, whole house wrapped off by police tape. That's interesting, too. Huh. I've never been in this neighborhood before. I'm hopefully never will again. I'll try not to be so early next time. Anyways, this is Danger Close USA Resistance Podcast Radio. This was your host, Jeff Kaufman. Um, like I said, if you're interested in donating, there's links that you can get back to Anchor. Find me on Anchor. And uh, there's a little button that you can make a monthly donation, or you can uh, donate directly um, to my PayPal. And that's RustyIronJohnson at gmail.com. RustyIronJohnson at gmail.com. And uh, make a donation. I'll accept anything. Five bucks, three bucks, whatever you want to do. Um, and here's a test advertisement. I use Robinhood for all my investment needs. I was a little apprehensive at first because I really didn't know anything about Robinhood. Um, and I've heard good things and bad things, but I downloaded the app. Um, I threw 20 bucks in there to fund it. Uh, you can invest in the stock market or you can invest in cryptocurrency, which is what I'm doing right now. And um, I'm going to highly recommend that because... There are some cryptocurrencies out there that you can get into at a pretty good base amount. Um, and God knows where it's going to go, but um, it's been going up for me. So keep that in mind because I'm, I'm pretty happy with the results so far of what I've gotten into. So if you're interested in starting to trade in cryptocurrencies or you want to invest in the stock market, um, I highly recommend Robinhood. Um, and like I said, I was a little apprehensive at first, a little skeptical. I've heard bad things and good things. People question it. Um, I've used it for a month now. Um, just dabbling in it, really. I haven't really put a whole lot of effort into it. But I am going to say this. Um, it's safe. Um, it's secure. And it works. And I'm happy with it. And I think it's worth mentioning. Well, this is Danger Close USA, Resistance Podcast Radio. And this was your host, Jeff Kaufman. I am pulling into my... New job. Wish me luck. God bless America.